Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Husker Sports Weekly Podcast, your soon-to-be number one source for all things Husker sports. It's episode number two, and there's been a lot of news surrounding Fred Hoiberg and Nebraska ball with transfers and all that good stuff. But before all of that, I will introduce my guest and myself for today. My name is Connor Clerk, a part of the incoming freshman class at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, and I would like to welcome in a current student at UNL. He is a part of the Co-JMC Ambassadors, the College of Journalism and Mass Communications, to help recruit kids to come to Nebraska, and a lifelong Husker fan despite growing up in Iowa, it's Kalen Debin. Welcome to the show. Yeah, we. thank you. We, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about, mainly surrounding basketball. Last week's episode was surrounding a lot of football. We had Alex on, who I know you know very well. He's a big football guy, big football guy. Um, but just kind of scrolling through social media feeds and all that good stuff, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you get your news, um, especially if you're a Husker fan, there's been a lot of uh, news surrounding um, transfers um, going in and out of the program, um, and just kind of what can they, what can Fred Hoiberg cook up in his second year as a college head coach? We well, obviously saw him be pretty successful at Iowa State, um, and he's got ties to Nebraska too, and he's also coached in the league uh, with the Chicago Bulls as well. So I, he's got the coaching experience, um, and obviously, like last year, it was going to be a rough year. Um, that was a given with thirteen new guys, um, new coaching staff, new everything. Um, but they were able to put up some fights against some really good teams. Uh, we mentioned last week, like against Maryland on the road, um, Indiana on the road. Uh, they put up some really good fights. They and they they were able to hang with teams for three quarters of the game, and then they go on those dry spells, not scoring any points. So, coming from a student's perspective, I would like to hear what what you what you what do you have to say about Hoiberg's first year and just kind of being able to witness this and witness it in person.
Yeah, I think year two for Hoiberg is going to be a lot better than year one was. And players who were new to the system last year were able to kind of establish themselves. Um, we saw a couple of good freshmen. Kevin Cross, he showed a lot of potential, um, as well as, uh, I'm going to butcher this name, even though I've heard it so many times, Ivan Udrogo. Um, he, I like him a lot, and I've talked to um, uh, several several people about this kid. He had a pretty good freshman year. He had 5.7 points a game, uh, 6.7 rebounds. Um, and just kind of a Big Ten comparison, he reminds me of uh, Derek Pardon from Northwestern a couple years ago. Not the biggest guy. I believe he stands around 6'8", six, 6'9", six, but he's definitely got the strength that he needs to play down low, especially in the Big Ten. And he definitely has the potential to be a dominant big in the conference. I mean, you just saw some of the spurts that he had last year. Um, he, he showed us that he can get it done inside. I mean, you don't average six points, almost seven rebounds um, a game for no reason. I mean, you work hard down there. And the Huskers weren't a very tall team last year as well. Uh, they'll be adding some height with these new transfers coming in. Um, but I think he's going to be a pretty dangerous player uh, in the Big Ten for years to come. <laughs> Yeah, he had the most rebounds by any freshman in Husker history. Um, as you mentioned, he's from France. He was 17 for, I believe, the entire season, um, which is younger than me now. And I'm not even in college yet, which is kind of funny to think about. Um, but yeah, he's he's definitely going to be uh, an impact player for Fred Hoiberg. And then another guy, um, I, I got to respect this a lot. I love me some sharpshooters. Um, number 34, Thorier Thor Bjarnarsson. I love him. Um, he's Swedish. He was a junior season, averaged uh, 8.8 points per game, 4.8 rebounds, shot 45% from the field. Um, we saw him in the Iowa game. He hit a lot of big threes, especially, and, and in that Purdue game as well. Um, he can shoot from long range, and if they can get him going consistently, maybe raise that shooting percentage up like maybe 1% or 2%, not saying 45 is bad. Um, he, he could be obviously real, real dangerous from the outside.
Yeah, and then the last player that I have down on this list for uh, key players coming back, um, he didn't play last year. He was a transfer from Western Kentucky, uh, Delano Banton, and there's been a lot of hype surrounding him. He's a four-star from Toronto, Canada. Um, didn't obviously go to the biggest of schools, went to Conference USA with uh, the, I believe it's the Roadrunners. I, I I don't remember the Western Kentucky mascot. Yeah. Hilltoppers, that's what it is, which is honestly an, an awesome nickname. Um, but he's he's 6'8". He can play the point guard position. That's what he did at Western Kentucky. And obviously you don't see 6'8 point guards around anywhere. I mean, you may see it once or twice in the NBA, but you don't see that in college for sure. Um, and he was a big impact player. People saw him putting up near triple-double type numbers at some point um, in his career, in his short career with Western Kentucky. But a lot of people are expecting him to have an enormous impact uh, on the Huskers in 2020. Yeah, and uh, we'll get to those transfers as well more in depth as the show goes on. Um, but yeah, the lots of lots of things looking up in the transfer portal for Nebraska. I think Hoiberg and his coaching staff have done an excellent job um, with the whole transfer things. Now, recruiting freshmen to the to the college is obviously one thing you want to have that foundation. Uh, but this is a good way to get it started, and a lot of these a lot of these transfers will have two years of eligibility too, which will be really important. Um, but before we get to that, three transfers that are going to hurt the Huskers that left over the offseason, and I, two of them didn't surprise me, one of them did. Uh, first, we'll go with the two that did not surprise me. Uh, Cam Mack, obviously that was a big name for a lot of people to hear this year, averaged 12 a game, 4.5 rebounds, and 6.4 assists, led the Big Ten for a while uh, with assists. And then Deshaun Burke Jr. also leaving, averaged another 12 a game, averager, shot 40% from the field. And then the one that's really surprised me, which honestly was the most disappointing in my opinion, uh, Trevay Green. He averaged 8.2 points per game, but he he looked like to me like he was gonna be, going to be a really, really good player and a really fantastic player. He wasn't the biggest of guys, but he was really good at that guard position. Um, and I thought him and Kevin Cross were going to be a pretty good duo going forward, but Having him leave uh, was definitely a gut punch for when I saw that on Twitter when I was scrolling around. So those are the three big transfers going out of Nebraska uh, that all made pretty big impacts.
Yeah, lots of great players that I definitely will for sure fill the shoes uh, that Cam Mack, Deshaun, and Trevay Green all left on the program. Uh, Cam Mack is uh, he's the first Husker ever to record a triple-double in the program as well, which is uh, kind of an interesting fact um, that I did not know about when I heard that. Um, but the list of transfers here um, is it's kind of ridiculous, um, just with the, with the length of how many people are – are on this transfer list. So we can start with the 2019 transfers that transferred in um, that we will see this year. Uh, you mentioned two of them, and I mentioned one of them. So we got Delano Banton from Western Kentucky. He was the former three, four-star recruit. Excuse me, um, Shamil Stevenson from Pitt. He was a three-star. And then Derek Walker, who's a big guy uh, coming from Tennessee, was also a three-star. Um, when I saw Derek Walker, uh, I, I saw his numbers, and they weren't good. But then I saw well, this is why he's transferring. The playing time was not there. And this is a big guy. I mean, and when you're playing in a grueling now 20-game conference schedule in the Big Ten, you're going to need size inside because you're going against greats every single night. So he was a great addition, I thought. And then pairing Shamil Stevenson with a guy we'll talk about in a little bit, uh, Trey McGowan's also coming from Pitt. Um, I think that'll be an interesting combo as well. Yeah, and I mean, small ball can only take you so far, especially with Isaiah Roby being kind of your stand-in center. He was more of like, he, he could score the ball from any position on the floor. I mean, point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. It doesn't matter what you did to him. He could score the ball where, where wherever he was. Um, so you, you definitely need a bigger guy like Derek Walker uh, from Tennessee, who I'm really looking forward to seeing. Um, and then we'll move into... The transfers that are coming in, so we got a list of who are uh, immediately eligible, I believe, and then some sit-out transfers as well. So in 2020, we have, let's see, we got four players from Power 6 teams uh, within Power 6 conferences, but we'll just go down the line here. Uh, so the first one, we got Kobe Wester from Western Illinois. He was a junior last year, averaged 17 a game uh, with 3.2 rebounds and 3.6 assists. 
And I think he'll be a big guy to replace Cam Mack. Obviously, 17 a game. Those numbers probably won't carry totally over to the Big Ten. Uh, but it's definitely a promising start looking at this recruiting list. Yeah, and then another uh, fellow Big Ten player, actually, with the same name, Kobe King, coming from Wisconsin. He was also a junior last year. He's a 10-point-a-game guy, shooting 46% from the field. That was a really big, really big get when I saw uh, Nebraska land of that. I was like, oh, well, it looks like we'll win more than seven games next year. This is before I knew Camp Mack, Deshaun, and Trevay were transferring. But the addition of Kobe King is is a big one because he knows how to play in the Big Ten. He knows how to play for a really good team in the Big Ten. Um, and obviously, he's a good player. If you if you average double digits in the Big Ten, I mean, what else can you ask from a person? So he's a really good addition. Especially after this year. <laughs> yeah, one of three teams to have a share of the Big Ten title. <laughs> I think Wisconsin is a perfect example of just the college basketball season as a whole this past year, just of how unpredictable it was. I mean, they started, I think they were like eight and six coming into Big Ten play. And then they just, I believe they were 13 and five. So it, it's just, it was crazy. They th shared split three-way tie between them, Michigan State, and Maryland. I don't know how they did it. We we need some answers, Wisconsin. Send them our way, please. <laughs> It's unreal. <laughs> yeah, well, the, gotta, gotta give gotta give respect where respect is due. Um, so, yeah, and then we got another JUCO uh, replacing uh, Trevay Green. He's the sixth ranked JUCO player in twenty twenty. Averaged thirty one point four points per game. From Western uh, Western Nebraska Community College, it's Teddy Allen. Averaged 31 a game, 7 rebounds, and 3 assists. That's a stat line that I like to see. And again, obviously, Juco matching up to Big Ten, 31 points a game. Obviously, isn't going to transfer over. But he's a, he's a kid who can score and who can rebound the basketball, so he'll be a really fun watch.
Be nice. <lacht> ja. Oh ja. Yeah, I think, I mean, you mentioned Northwestern as well. Um, I've watched, I've been able to watch them a, a lot over the past, oh, what is it, eight years now, uh, just living 30 minutes down the street. But they they also have a bright future out in Evanston. Uh, obviously, they handed Nebraska two losses. Uh, those were Northwestern's only two conference wins. Um, so, that, <laughs> so something's got to improve there. But I think both teams have a pretty bright future. And as you said, the Big Ten was... Absolutely ridiculous this year. I mean, you see Joe Lenardi saying, oh, the Big Ten's going to have 11 teams like maybe two weeks into the season. But when it's the first week of March and he's still saying that, then you know the conference is really, really good. And it's a shame that the Big Ten tournament had to be canceled because that was probably going to be one for the ages. Um, I know a lot of my friends and I were looking forward to that one. I I do too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. They get screwed over in the next round, so we don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it's that that was we can move on from that one. <laughs> um the next one we got from uh TCU. He was a freshman last year, Lat Mayen. Um obviously he didn't see too much time, just judging by his stat line, he averaged two points a game, one point two rebounds per game, a little less than assists per game. Um, but again, it's it's a Big 12 player, and he's coming in to Nebraska. So when, whenever you can stack those power six guys with each other, I mean, good things are bound to happen. Um, so despite not seeing much time, I still think this is a good get for uh, Nebraska.
Yeah, and then possibly the one of the biggest gets for Nebraska um, all offseason, and this just came out a couple of days ago. We're recording this on Tuesday, April 7th, just for reference, everyone. Uh, but Trey McGowan's from Pitt was a colossal get for this program, I feel. He was a sophomore last year. He has a career high of 33 points versus FSU, Florida State. Um, averaged 11 and a half a game, three rebounds and three assists. He's going to be a great player to have uh, on this Nebraska squad. And he's coming from the ACC, which is obviously always a good basketball conference. Um, he played it when he played in the ACC when North Carolina was good. So everybody don't freak out. Um, but he he will be a tremendous player, and I'm really excited about him. Yeah, and then another uh, a big transfer. These will be the sit-out transfers, list of four of them here. Um, but DJ Carton from Ohio State, he was a freshman last year, um, averaged 10 a game, shot 47% from the field. He's a big get as well because we saw Ohio State top, what, at three at the rankings this year? Um Yeah, it, that's going to be a big get. I mean, Ohio State's usually a pretty solid program year in and year out. Um, they seem to k- keep getting better. They just got the, the I forgot his name from Harvard, um, the number one Ivy League transfer. Um, so that that's a big addition for them as well. Um, but Ohio State's always a good team. DJ Carton's going to be a really good addition for this team. As you said, he, he'll replace Cam Mack pretty well. Um, the combo of him and Trey McGowan's two years from now. Um, that will be outstanding to watch. Um, and just kind of looking at this list, and it makes me feel a lot better about what, what the future of Nebraska ball is right now. Um, so he's another huge get. And then I think Tyrese Martin from Rhode Island, he's the next transfer on our list. I think that's also a really good uh, really good get that is being a little underrated. I mean, Rhode Island, I'm, I'm always high on them for some reason every single year. Um, they're, they're a consistent tournament team. They've proved that they can be ranked in the top 25, uh, despite being in the A-10. Um, but he averaged 12 a game, seven rebounds a game, and shot 43% from the field. So another good transfer coming from a group of five conference, but from a pretty good team in a group of five conference.
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then the last two on our list, uh, Trey Murphy, the third from Rice. He was a sophomore last year. And then uh, Jeff Otichere, um, I probably butchered that name as well, Otichere, um, from Stony Brook. He was a junior last year, averaged 2.8 uh, points per game, but averaged five rebounds a game and shot 54%. So those are two better st- statistics for him. And then Trey Murphy, the third, averaged 13.7 and then 5.5 rebounds per game which, while shooting 30 or excuse me 43% from the field. So the two smaller schools coming in here. Um I know Rice has a pretty good amount of transfers uh leaving that program just based on what I've seen and then there's uh, a player who was in my high school's conference who's also transferring from there so that's why I kind of care a little bit about Rice and <laughs> what's happening with them. Um but th- th- this is these are two good gets. Um, I doubt we'll see either of them have like thirty minutes a game, but th- they'll be impact players off the bench. And um, obviously, I I don't think any single player on this list will have a negative impact on this basketball program going forward. Yeah, so that's uh, what we have for the Nebraska ball transfers, just kind of the future of this program. Uh, another other big news in the Big Ten uh, as of yesterday, uh, Matt Harms transferring out of Purdue, which was a big surprise. I saw the list of schools that have reached out to him so far. Nebraska is unfortunately not on that list um, of 25 schools so far, but they could reach out to him. But that was a huge surprise, and I thought it was worth mentioning since it's Big Ten related. And Matt Harms is a pretty big name in the conference. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Matt, wherever he goes, he's going to make an impact. Teams like Gonzaga were reaching out to him. So, yeah, he'll he'll go wherever he's going to be successful and wherever he will go, he will be successful because he's dominated at Purdue so far. And it's a really big shock to see him leave because he would have been a senior this year. Um, But now he keeps two years of eligibility, I believe, if he sits out this next season. So, that's some other big news in the Big Ten. Um, that's all I got for us regarding Fred Hoiberg's program and Nebraska ball uh, coming off of a 7-25 and season. Things are looking up with the transfer portal, um, and hopefully we'll see some big strides of improvement in the next couple of years.
Oh boy. <laughs> wow. I, I will for sure be be doing that basketball is definitely just despite nebraska being a football school and i love college football college basketball is is the best sports there is so i'm really looking forward to it and hopefully the team will be uh taking strides of improvement so that that's all we got today for episode number two of husker sports weekly all things Nebraska ball. Hopefully all of you enjoyed. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Kalen, for coming on for episode number two. Uh, you can catch all of our episodes every Thursday on Podbean, Spotify, and YouTube. Just search Husker Sports Weekly and follow us on Twitter at Husker Weekly. So thank you all for tuning in for episode number two, and we will see you next Thursday with all things Huskers. Go Big Red. Sweet. <laughs>